Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. Good morning again. We're going to take some time now to uh, take a deep breath, right? And um, again, this is... This is something I, I love to do. Hopefully, this is something that um, if you haven't done this before, uh, you may go, man, this feels strange doing this. But here's one of the things that I know for sure, okay? Um, I, I don't have the speaking capabilities. I don't have, I don't, I cannot change your heart, okay? And you're going, that dude's just faithless. No, I'm telling you, okay? I wasn't built to do that, okay? Hopefully, we can... Put the word of God in front of you, okay? And what we want is we want, God, please challenge my heart, right? Challenge my, where, where I'm starting from because I'll bet you every single one of us in here, if Jesus walked up to us and started talking to us and just loving us but then exam, just asking us questions, we would have the pants challenge off us, okay? I don't know if anybody would go, man, this is great that Jesus is talking to me because me and him are so much alike, I mean, man, me and him, I never realized how much I'm like Jesus, okay? Here we go, wow, dude, it's challenging. He's going to call, and here's the deal, okay, is when we we get dependent on an external means, okay, like podcasts, YouTube videos, all of this kind of stuff to inspire us, all right, man, that's a real slippery slope right there okay because man the word of god will do the trick let me tell you so let's take a time to pray just where you are just pray and and this is what i would say and you could go i'm not doing that okay that's fine i won't even know if you do it or not okay but here's what i would encourage you to do is just pray and talk to god speak to me all right dig into the dirty nasty hard parts of my heart and soften those and help me be aware when, you know, when that stuff starts getting revealed, just to have courage to follow you, okay? So let's take some time, just pray right where you are, then we'll continue. Father, as we open your word, um, Father, there is so much about our hearts, our character, um, the way we follow you that we need to repent of, Father. A lot of times, I don't even know what that is. We may not even know always, Father, but we do know that your Holy Spirit will convict us of righteousness, Father, sin, and judgment. Please do that. Please, Father, we ask that we can leave here uh, speaking more about your greatness. Father, that every time we open our Bible, Father, that we are that we are changed, that we are inspired, even when it's really tough. We want to be challenged by your word, Father, so we can represent you in a better way, so we can love you, so your name can be glorified, Father. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so you can turn in your Bibles over to 1 Peter chapter 2, right? Um, so, so last week, we talked about pilgrims last week. We've, we've narrowed down what a pilgrim looks like. 
Okay, this is exactly what the pilgrims look like, right? Mullets, buckles on their hats. I'm like, man, how long did that take? You're trying to survive, but you're attaching a buckle to your hat. I'm like, come on, man, you know? But no joke, this is not what the pilgrims look like. If you're going, that guy's an idiot. I can't believe you would say that's what they look like. Why I say that is because you know what happens? It's Thanksgiving week. And, you know, you go, and I told you, I Googled Pilgrim and looked up the images, and I told you, it's like, they're all short, fat, white people. And I'm like, did they not, could they not be allowed to live in their country, right? And going, I think there was more diversity than that, but it's not them. Here's the funny thing about that. Why, why did you bring that up, about being a pilgrim? Because you want to know what? God is about pilgrimage. There is a rich theme in the Bible about being pilgrims, okay? And unfortunately, when we, you know, the way, there's cartoons about the pilgrims, there's stories about the pilgrims and all those things. And we get in our mind, man, that's what they were. They came over and then the first Thanksgiving and they had, you know, all of this great cornucopia of food with the Indians and all this. And we forget there's some spiritual ramifications about being a pilgrim right? When was the last time you thought about that? If you're a disciple of Jesus, you are a pilgrim, right? And you go, well, what does that mean? Well, it means that you're on a journey to a spiritual destination, okay? It means you're on a journey that one of the things that we learn about in the Bible is, is that we aren't citizens of this country, all right? And that is, that seems like that's becoming more and more difficult to discern, like, we're just becoming more and more about being citizens of a country, right? But I think we've got to embrace this idea of, man, me and you, when we decide to follow Jesus and are washed of our sins and the Holy Spirit comes, we become pilgrims, all right? And, and just that starting place, there are so many questions to kind of dig in. Am I living like a pilgrim? Do I live just like a citizen of the world? Well, we're going to read about this because we have a really great opportunity here with with Peter. We're going to read in, in 1 Peter here, okay? And so this was the Peter who hung out with Jesus, okay? He was with him. How cool would that be for years if you just hung out with Jesus, you camped with Jesus, you walked with Jesus, he saw how you lived. How incredible would that be? I, I think that would be pretty amazing. Could you, what did Jesus look like when he woke up in the morning? Do you ever think about that? I mean, we have picked, again, it's like this, this, this lack of reality, we think Jesus like woke up, his robes were clean and ironed, his hair was done nicely, you know, and could you imagine what you would say to Jesus when he woke up in the morning? You go, man, he, he looked bad this morning, he doesn't look good this morning, or you know, he got sleep in his eye. Why I'm saying all this is because here's the deal, okay, sometimes we divorce Jesus from reality, but forget this is a real guy. This was God's son, really his son walking with men and passing this along. And you want to know what? This is a guy who, man, you, you wouldn't have thought you were walking with just a ghost or a spirit. I mean, this was a man. He, he felt things. He was just like us. And when he was tired, he was tired. And when he woke up, he, his hair was probably messy, right? And his, and his clothes, he had to go do his laundry at some point. Right? We go, he, he did that? Really? I bet you he did, okay? I'm almost certain in three years. He took his clothes down to the river. But anyway, pilgrims, that's what me and you are. Let's look at this, okay? Let's dig in. Uh, if you have your Bible open, there were a couple of things. As I was doing quiet times on this passage right here, I was like, man, there's so much, so many words I'm just circling and digging into because there's, a, there's I, I, I don't know if 
when I preach, I'm hungry, but I always think of sandwiches for some reason, okay? And, and here's what I mean by that, okay? When you look at verse 9, and then you look at verse 25, there's like this spiritual sandwich that happens, okay? And this is just the beginning. This doesn't go down to verse 25, but in your Bible, if you look at this, chap, verse 9, um, so verse 9 and 10 right here is like the upper piece of bread, okay? Verse 21 through 25 is like the bottom piece, and then it sandwiches it in right there, okay? And I, I'm visual, you know that, right? About I think about these things, but this is, this is really good stuff, okay? Because Peter, the pilgrim, who was taught by Jesus, who walked with Jesus, who knew Jesus loved him, who was rebuked by Jesus, right? Who walked on water with Jesus. This guy, he, he writes and he starts out and he says, here's the deal. Here's what you have to remember as a disciple. And you all know we love this. And honestly, we, we need to talk more about this because we have to remember that, you, that a follower of Jesus, a disciple, you are a chosen race, Amen. a royal priesthood, a holy name. These are good things, okay? And it's one, if we don't stop and take a look at this and go, hold on a minute, this is actual identity here, okay? This, this will matter in how we follow Jesus, okay? A holy nation. A people for his possession. Okay, now you got you have to remember these words here because they're going to become important. So that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. He said, once you weren't a people, but now you are a people. You didn't receive mercy, but now you have received mercy. If you want a definition of just simple discipleship right here. This is who you are. This is what we're to do. And remember, you came out of the dark, and I want you to declare that to other people. Amen. Okay, it's very simple to, go, to, to even look at that and go, man, is that my life right now, okay? And you could close the Bible at that point. Is that what I'm doing? Is that how I pray? Am I living this way so that I can proclaim the praises of the one who called me out of darkness? And that's not just going, man, praise God, praise God. It's specific. Right? It's like the mess I was in with my sin. It's like the mess that I was in is in my relationships. It's a, and specifically being able to go, this is why I praise God. Because I was a mess. And I'm still a mess. But it's this idea of this, is, this right here is, is a picture of a disciple, of a pilgrim. Okay, But he goes on, he says, dear friends, I urge you. Okay, Listen, Here's Peter. Think about that for a second. Peter going, I, I urge you. I mean, this isn't a guy who just went to seminary one day. This isn't a guy who just is, is like some traveling preacher. This is a guy who is with Jesus. He says, I urge you as strangers and temporary residents. And that word can be translated sojourners, pilgrims. That's that word right there. He says, I urge you as strangers and pilgrims to abstain from fleshly desires that war against you. Okay. You don't have to say it out loud, but if you have a note, just write down, what was the first fleshly desire you thought of? Okay, you don't have to yell it out. I mean, just writing it down. It's not, okay. And, and there's a point why I say this, okay. First of all, it's weird because we don't use that word. What are your fleshly desires? We tend to not use that terminology anymore. What's your sinful nature? What, oftentimes for us, just in the world we live in, we live in such a hyper-sexualized culture. We immediately think it means one thing, sexual morality. That's what that means. And so it, we, we stop right there. Instead, he's going, hold on, as a pilgrim, 
as pilgrims. He starts out and he says, here's why. Hold on a minute. Why do you want me to do that? Because you're a chosen race. (laughs) Right? This isn't just about being better than somebody. He says, being a chosen race isn't so our self-esteem goes up. It gives us and empowers us to live in the way that we're supposed to live. Abstain from, why? Because as pilgrims, we, we've been chosen. And you want to know what? It, it, it isn't because we're great. We're not like the kid on the playground that could play kickball better than everyone else. He's like, that's why he picked me to be on the team. No, 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 no. We were the last ones that should be picked. He said, no, no. So here's the deal. Abstain from fleshly desires, but here we got to break this down just a little bit before we move on. It may mean that. I mean, you, you may be embroiled in sexual morality right now, okay? And you want to know what? There's no getting around that, yeah. all right? That, that may be where you are, okay? And I think that's very simple right there. Listen, if I'm a chosen people, man, abstain from this, but there's other things. Do you remember Jesus? So, so here's the interesting thing. Again, as pilgrims were following this pilgrim, all right, who you want to know what? He was tested with earthly and fleshly desires. Do you remember when he was? Do you remember when Jesus was tested, right? There was a specific time, and many others, I'm sure, but there's a specific time, and you can write this in your notes, Matthew chapter 4, Jesus had been baptized, and the first thing he does is the Spirit takes him into the desert, and he's fasting for 40 days, and Satan is tempting him, Okay? So here was another word that I was circling right here, war, right? It's not just like, yeah, it's kind of some temptation. I'm saying there is this spiritual battle, this, there's this selfish nature in me and you that's just at war, right, with this idea of like, no, you have to, it's the voice inside of me and you, okay, that's saying you can't live without this. Okay, it's like air. You can, whatever that is, okay? And it may be sexual immorality, but you know what else it may be is, is notoriety. True. Right? And you may go, well, what, what, you know, well, maybe that doesn't fit into my life, but, but think about it. Is how important is it for other people to see you as important or see me as important? How important is that, okay? Because it doesn't just get shouted everywhere. It becomes part of our relationships, and we become offended when somebody doesn't feel like, I'm important. Why don't you think I'm important? I am important. And then see how it messes relationships up? Because there's this desire to be someone in other people's eyes. I think that's really a deep thing just for people is, is I want people to respect me and to know that I'm capable and all these things. And some of that is fine, okay? But there's a desire to be better than others, smarter than others, stronger than others, faster than others. And you want to know what? In the sports world, we like that. That's a good thing, right? I mean, who wants two football teams to come out and go, nah, I'm not competing. You're really faster than me. I'm not, no, no, no. That would stink, okay? But, but as pilgrims in the kingdom of God, I'm going, what is that desire inside of me? Is it to be known? Is it to be respected, right? Is it to be in a position? What is that? But he says, here's the deal. Abstain from it. It's at war with you. You got to ask yourself, what's at war right now that's coming out, right? Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles, 
Okay, again, how cool would that be to just be sitting around a campfire with Peter? And he's just telling us these things. Like, guys, listen, I'm telling you. I've been with Jesus. I've, I've lived after his resurrection. I've learned this over decades. Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles. You know, what's interesting is why? Because you're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. That's why. Your battle isn't against the Gentiles. Right? 2 Corinthians 10, the battle isn't against flesh and blood. Okay? And so you're going, okay, well, man, conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles so in a case where they speak against you as those who do what is evil, they will, by observing your good works, glorify God on the day of visitation. Here's the, I don't know if this is news or not. Hopefully it's not. People will speak against you. There's no getting around it, okay? There is none. Here's, that's one of the things that is the hardest thing in the world, and one of the hardest things in the world for me, okay? It's going, okay, I want to be in a place where no one ever says any, no, 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 listen. If they defamed and slandered Jesus, <laughs> there's no way we're getting out of this, okay? And so if my desire is, oh, no, I got to make sure, he says, no, 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 instead of, trying to control something you can't control okay we can't control it. i don't know i mean hayes could leave here and, and and just talk about how much he hates me and all that kind of stuff. i don't think he does you know but but that's uncontrollable he says but here's what you can do because you're a, a chosen people a royal priesthood is to conduct yourselves honorably and you know well does that mean like having good manners does that mean like well down here it says good work so that means like cleaning up the table after dinner, taking out the trash. That means being kind to people. Sure, sure, that, that is part of that, okay? But the contrast here is sin and righteousness. That's, that's the contrast here in the, in the original Greek is the evil, is this idea of when they observe your righteousness, okay, in Jesus. When you observe me and you, making decisions because we're pilgrims and Jesus is in charge of us. When people see that, they can say whatever they want. Okay? But there's this idea of like, no, no, no. Living honorably is living and making decisions the way my king tells me to. Okay, that's living honorably. I wonder if we, we you know, I, these are words I think we should kind of resurrect, like honor. Right? The, that, that's such a great word is conduct yourself honorably among the Gentiles. All right? This is where the ball can get dropped as a disciple because we think our battle is against flesh and blood. All right? All the things that are warring against us, we forget we're a chosen people, a royal priesthood. We forget all these things, and then we get into dumb arguments. We get into all this pettiness. We start worrying about all the things that our bosses and friends and people are saying. We're going, hold on a minute. Jesus would go, come on, dude, be a pilgrim, man. I called you out of this, okay? He says, submit to every, hu every human authority. Why? Well, he told us four slides back. He says, here's why. We are his possession. God says, I already own you. 
I already am in charge. I'm already your king. But to be a pilgrim, submit to every human authority, boy, it's getting hard now. Whether to the emperor, because he was a good guy at this time. I mean, he was a guy we would vote for, right? <laughs> We'd be like, yeah, man, he's exactly like, no, 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 no. Whether the emperor as supreme authority or the governors as those sent out by him to punish those who do what's evil and to praise those who do what's good, for it's God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people, not by arguing, but by doing good. That you live in such a way, as, as uh, Liz was talking about, it, that you love, that we loved in such a deep way. That, you know, you feel kind of bad. We, and here's the deal, Liz. I've done it. We've done it, Okay. When you kind of say some things about people, and you know, they really love well, though. <laughs> and it makes you feel bad, okay? Even when you're having those kind of, oh, because you know, okay? We could all sit around and find something wrong with everyone. We could all do it, okay? But here's the deal is, man, it becomes really difficult when you go, man, it's hard to say something about Tyler. Because <laughs> that guy loves, Right? is that you silence the ignorance of foolish people as God's slaves. He already told us that in chapter, or verse 9. He said, you're my possession. I already have you. As God's slaves, live as free people, but don't use your freedom as a way to conceal evil. What does that sound like? It sounds like this. But I have a right to this. But I have a right to this. And, and there are things, yes, we do have rights, but that doesn't conceal, it doesn't, that doesn't allow us to demean, yell at, scream at, defame, call names. It doesn't give us anything. Say, but I have a right. He says, no, don't use your right. Don't use your freedom to do that. He's like, no, you're, listen, you're a pilgrim. You're God's possession. And see, that's a very, that's an amazing identity. Say, I am God's possession like he bought me with his blood that's a high price honor everyone love the brotherhood fear god honor the emperor okay so like we're a couple months away from next year's we're gonna have this election season right and, and here's the crazy and i'm gonna tell you Again, you won't be able to know what I am politically, okay? You won't, all right? But here's what I'll say. We cannot lay the Bible aside and go, no, 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 no. As a Christian, I'm saying it this way, okay? Because here's the interesting thing. I will sit around and have coffee with people, and politics comes up, and it's always in the sense of, but as a Christian, this is the person I know. But here's what's interesting, okay? It, we're not talking about the righteousness of Jesus, we're slandering people. We're defaming people that we don't agree with. Yeah. We're making things up that we don't know. Hey, hey y'all, did you hear about President Obama? Did you hear about President Trump? Did you hear, how'd you hear about it? Oh, well, the Fox News told me. Uh, CNN told me. What did the Bible tell you? Seriously, what if somebody was doing that to you? Hey, did you hear about Summer? Oh, man, who'd you hear that from? Uh, you know... Jim over there in Central was telling, who's that? 
okay? And here's the deal what I'm not saying, okay? I'm not saying that you just sit back and have no conviction on anything, all right? That's not what I'm saying. But listen to this. As we're talking about politics, man, I'm going to tell you, this, is, this gets so old when disciples are all about this, right? Because, listen, there is no candidate that has some moral authority, some moral high. We're not going to be safe. And here's the interesting thing. Oftentimes we... Look, oftentimes, here's the deal, what it comes down to, money. I want to keep my money. Right? I want to know when Jesus was saying that. If you can tell me that, okay, Jesus was living in an oppressive government. When did Jesus do those things, okay? But then when Peter says, hey, honor everyone, honor the emperor. Boy, I'll tell you what, you want to, if, if you want to be a community of pilgrims that's different, don't, do not get into these slanderous conversations. No matter what. Even if you go, well, yeah, I, I agree with that. Listen, be quick to listen, slow to speak, right? Here's the deal, because if not, we're just citizens of this world. And that may infuriate you. You're like, but no, the church needs to, no, 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 stop. All right? Jesus is king. What he says, okay? And so he's telling me things here that I'm going, I don't like that. Submit to every human authority. Honor the emperor. Household slaves, submit with all fear to your master. I don't like that. And not just the good and gentle, but to the cruel, for it brings favor. If mindful of God's will, someone endures grief from suffering unjustly. I don't like this, okay? There, you know, we talked a few weeks ago with the campus. Is there any part of the Bible that you go, I don't like this in every sense of the word. I don't like this. I don't like this culturally, sociologically, politically. I don't like this. But because it's in the word of God, because it's the word of God, I'll, I will surrender to the authority of this. Amen. Okay, because if we don't have any of those verses, we've made up our own Christianity. If we don't have any of them go, no, oh, if I wasn't a Christian, I would be so against that. But my king says this. Why? Because we're already his possession. We're already his nation. We're already his priesthood. We're all, it's like, I, listen, the pressure's off. You, you can treat us however you want to treat us. The pressure's off. And he says this. It brings favor if you endure grief for suffering unjustly. Let me ask, boy, this was a challenging thing to me. I don't know the, if I've ever prayed, God, make me treated, to be treated unjustly so your name can be glorified. I'm going, well, but there were people. For what credit is there if you sin and are punished? But when you do what's good and suffer, if you endure it, this brings favor with God. Okay, this is really, really difficult. We, we've, we've got to have a, a way to go and get with our word. And go, hold on a minute. We, we've got to kind of unpack this just a little bit. And it's got to be one of those things where you kind of have to have some, some quiet time, some alone time, some time to just be honest with, with us, okay? Because here's the other part of that sandwich, right? Here's the bottom bread right there, okay? It's after he said all that meaty stuff. All right, all that meat about authority and emperors and, and slaveholders and all of these things. He says, because you were called to this. 
you know what would be an amazing, a community of pilgrims that we understood right here and right now that following Jesus was going to take some suffering. Because it seems to surprise us. Okay? It just seems to surprise us. We're going, oh, why am I suffering? You, you were called to this. Like, that's a calling. You want to know what our calling is? We're called to this. Right? It shouldn't surprise us any longer because why? Christ also suffered. Leaving us an example. So, so isn't this awesome about Jesus? Jesus said, yeah, you're going to suffer following me, but if you watch my example, you'll do fine. Okay? And he said, so here's what you do. If you want this example from Jesus, he didn't commit sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. You know, deceit comes in a whole lot of different ways, right? It isn't just a straight-out lie, right? Like someone said, hey, did you steal the cookies? No, I didn't steal the cookies, okay? There's, there's a lot. Then there's just being deceitful. It's this idea of being around people and not being who you are. Yeah. You, you, something's coming out on the outside that's not the reality of the inside. All right. There's a life that's going on that would surprise everyone around you if they found out that life was going on. Okay. This is the idea. He said, no, no, no. Jesus, no deceit was found in his mouth when he was reviled. Okay. When he was, when he was spoken against, when he was slandered, he didn't. You know, that's usually where we have the right, though, right? Like, that person said this to me. That person said that to my child. That person said that to my wife. I'm going to go give him a piece of my mind. Because he, he said, no, no, actually, Jesus left us this example. Right? When he was suffering, he didn't threaten. A lot of times, suffering comes out in different ways, like anger, bitterness. He entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He bore our sins in his body on a tree so that having died to sin, we might, again, live for righteousness. Okay. There is so much in here to just pick apart and to pull away and all of that kind of stuff. And, and just not even, if you just want just, some, some, uh, just an awesome Bible challenge, is this section right here, right, Peter wrote this, it's an amazing just amalgamation of verses all over the place, okay? This is a guy who's like, I know what my father says, okay? That's not just one sentence that he's quoting. It's from Isaiah and Exodus and Deuteronomy and all these things. You go, that's awesome that he could handle this this way. But here's the deal. This is, I'm just, I'm, this is what I'm passing on to you. This is what I wrote down in my journal. Okay, what am I praying for? And I have a lot of things I'm praying for. And you want to know what? It's good. It, we're supposed to present our request to God. We're supposed to do that with thanksgiving. We're supposed to do those things. What causes you anxiety? What causes you? But here's the interesting thing is, is even when Jesus taught us to pray, he said, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven holy is your name. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Right? It was this centered around, we want the kingdom of God here more than anything. And so as I kind of looked at my prayer life, I saw how often I prayed 
for me not to have hard times, for me not to suffer, for everything to go well, for everything to be exactly the way I want it. I went, hold on a minute, wasn't I called to suffer? Wasn't that shouldn't surprise me. There's, even in the midst of suffering, it's not like we're just going through life like, oh, this is so horrible. But it's the opposite. When we can walk through suffering honorably, when we can walk through suffering and go, you want to know who I trust? God. He knows. And this idea of going, man, what am I praying for? Am I, am I praying for, you know, people to be brought into his kingdom? Am I praying for whatever needs to happen in my life to unearth that junk that's keeping me from loving people well? Am I praying for those things along with everything else, right? This was a helpful question for me. What do you do when you don't get what you want? And again, I'm giving you these to write down, and you go somewhere quiet where no one will see what you're writing. So you can be honest. Okay, we, we know what kids do. All right, as parents, all right, we, we parent our children to not you know, throw a temper tantrum. We parent our children to not pout. We parent our children. Have you ever done that before where you've talked to your kids and you're like, listen, that's not how you handle this. That's not, you don't get what you want. And we're, I'll tell you, it, that seems like the constant parenting thing, okay? Except here's the interesting thing. I'm not sure what age it was that I felt like I needed less parenting on that for me. Like when was it not okay for people to ask me that question? Right? It becomes just like, oh, you become a parent. Now, now you'll never be asked that question again. It's just for you to unload on your children. I need this. And I bet all of us need to examine this. What do I do? Do I pull away? Do I pout? Do I become passive aggressive? You know, do I slander? Do I, what happens when I don't get life the way I want life? When I don't get everything that I want the way I want it, right? And it's this idea of going, no, 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 God, here's... Here's when I'll be happy, when you give me a spouse and a job, and in that job I want a really great commute and no traffic and no red lights, and then I want this house that's perfectly, you know, nothing ever goes wrong with it, and I will be so fired up for you when that happens. Because if that doesn't happen, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pout, and I'm not going to love people, and I'm not going to have time to serve people, and I'm not going to do that, Okay. They'll go, man, but isn't that kind of what we look for is this ultimate comfort. And when we get that, then we'll be fired up. Hey, God, if you give me everything the way I want it. And have you ever thought about maybe, just maybe, he has us exactly in the place of life he wants us. Have you ever thought about that? Because we, we tend to like live one season ahead. Right? It's this idea of, okay, if I'm single, I can't wait to get married. If I'm married, I can't wait to make a million dollars. If I make a million dollars, I can't wait. But it's this idea of, what if he goes, no, 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 here's the deal. But God, there's, there's not enough people today. But God, there's not, I drive too much to work. But God, there's, but my house has a, but God. And could it be that God would go, yeah, yeah, see, that's exactly where I want you right now. Isn't it amazing? We know that happens in the Bible. Like, we, we see God doing that to people. Right? And we're going, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I love those men of faith. And then we're like, but, but right, make it easier for me, right? Here's what I'm hearing as I read this and study is I need to become tougher. 
I do. My, my skin needs to become thicker. Right? Because I'm going, man, boy, oh boy, it's amazing because my children learned the things I'm parenting them from me and Abby, mostly. Okay? It's true. And then this, this is, this is kind of the cherry on top right here. Okay, if Jesus right now just embodied himself into my life the way it is, the things that I don't want to have, the thing, I'm having my house painted, I don't want to pay for that. All right? I don't. I hope he's watching. Elvis, if you're watching, man. No, but, but here's the deal. I don't want to pay for that. I want my truck to be better. I didn't want to have to buy a new stove last week. I'm going, if Jesus was just woke up like he's Keith, what would he have done differently over the past seven to ten days? Wow. Man, oh man. You know, that is, that is tough right there. I'm going, wow, you know what I bet you he wouldn't do? Complain? I bet you, I bet you he'd see it as a way to go, this is great. Because God will become glorified with the way that I can walk through this with him. Right? I, that's, that's foreign to me in a lot of ways, right? Because I'm going, oh man, what are you talking about? I think in a matter of like 72 hours, it seemed like everything was breaking in our life, right? Car, stove, you know, house, like all of these things. And it's just like my checkbook is like smoking. Okay? <laughs> And here's the deal. That's cool. We can go, God, please just help me. There's no, nothing wrong with that, okay? But where we are, can we possibly imagine that God is going, I need you exactly in that place. Okay, I don't need you thinking about a week from now or a month from now or a year from now. I need you right here in that place, okay? So think about, we've got some things to think about, right? We've got some things to think about this week coming up. Not just Thanksgiving and, okay, now we'll be more grateful this week. Amen, that's awesome. But here's what I'm connecting with. What kind of pilgrim am I? What kind of pilgrim? When I'm just passing through, I'm not a citizen. Honestly, I don't, I don't care who's in charge of our country. I don't care. <laughs> okay? Here's what I want more than anything. Lots and lots and lots of people to become disciples. <laughs> that would make me happier than anything. It's to see it. See, everybody's children and families and neighbors and friends. You could elect anyone you want into office. I'd be like, that's cool. But they're going to tax you into that. So what? T take all my money. Because there's nothing better than what we get to take with us, right? Amen. There's nothing better than that. Amen.